Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm your host, John. I've been listening to a recent episode of one of my favourite podcasts, Biggest Geekers, hosted by Randy and Joe. And in it, they were talking about running an evil D&D game. Now, apologies, guys. I've not listened to the whole episode yet. So if I recover some old ground here, I'm sorry. But their episode got me thinking about games I've run in the past, where ostensibly we've had an evil party. And not just D&D, I've run World of Darkness games and the like, where the PCs have all been leaning towards the darker side of the force, shall we say. Some of these games have worked, and some of them haven't. So I thought I'd chat for a bit about what I've learned and what my thoughts are on these games. Straight after this. Okay, so evil games. I suppose the first thing would be, how do you define evil? Particularly if you're playing in a game where there isn't a handy little alignment box at the top of your character sheet. Well, rightly or wrongly, I've always envisioned that evil in game terms is someone who goes against the flow and or actively brings harm to society at large, whatever that might be. And I'm sure the notions of evil would undoubtedly vary in different societies. For example, if you live in a society where it's quite acceptable for a noble to challenge another to a pistol duel over some perceived slight, then under those circumstances, it is acceptable to kill someone and that would undoubtedly not be seen as evil. However, just murdering someone in the streets may be seen as evil and it may carry a harsh penalty. My secondary definition, particularly in a group-based game like D&D, would be someone who undermines or works against their own party and their companions, whether openly or in secret. Even in something like Vampire in the World of Darkness, the game goes to lengths to set up a coterie structure where ostensibly selfish predators work together as a group. But you always get some chump who works against the party or who has to have some sort of dark, secret, deep and no doubt tragic meaning in their background for betraying the rest of the party. If you're running a game where it's literally every man for themselves, that's fine. In a sort of party-based, group-based game, it can be very disruptive. Now, don't get me wrong, I've often played gruff or grumpy characters in RPGs. I mean, love a dwarf. But I'll temper that slightly in the interests of everyone working together to have a fun game and just generally to get stuff done. And don't give me that... Oh, it's what my character would do. BS, because that is one of the most tired excuses in the world. And it seems not to take into account that the player chooses what the character can do. So, for example, a thief PC kills another party member, stabbing them in the back to get hold of a magic item that one of them possesses. Are you seriously telling me that the person couldn't have thought of another way to acquire it other than murdering another player character. Or better yet, maybe don't just stress about the magic item or get some fun antagonistic banter going with the player character who does have the magic item. And there's nothing wrong with a bit of icy antagonism as long as it isn't interrupting slash bogging down the session and all the parties involved are enjoying it and having a bit fun. Now, to, to let you guys in on a little bit of a secret... If you spoke to my wife, Hannah, she would say that I am one of those self-same chumps who is pretty ruthless about offing other people's player characters and pursuing his own goals. And to be fair, she does have a point. 
when we first got involved with each other, we were playing in the live-action version of Vampire the Masquerade, known as Mind's Eye Theatre, and that's going back a bit to those who remember that. The whole point of MET, as it's known, is that each character is an individual attempting to barter favours and screw over their rivals so they can claw their way to the top of vampiric social structures. It's not really a group game as such, although there are sort of groups in game. It's more of a sort of parlour game where each person is trying to claw their way to the top of the pile. And in my defence, everyone is definitely evil in that sort of game. And the whole central shtick of MET is that it's every vampire for themselves. When I play D&D or a game where there is a party involved, I'm quite happy to work with the rest of the player characters. Even when I've played in a Dresden Files game and I was playing a demon, so obviously evil, tick! I didn't use my evil schemes and plans to mess up the other PCs too much because I genuinely wanted as me as John for the group to crack on and for us all to have fun with the game and I like to think I'm inventive enough that my evil wouldn't have to confine itself just to screwing over other player characters after all there's a whole wide world of NPCs out there and this brings me to what I consider to be the main problem I've perceived in games where there's an evil party member and it doesn't tend to be like an evil party as a whole as such or like a whole evil campaign so i'm diverging a bit from what biggest geekers were talking about here normally in the games i played and there's just one or two sort of evil party members but they tend to play what i like to call stupid evil not neutral evil stupid evil and when i say stupid evil i mean the sort of person who wears black armor festooned in skulls and carries around a bone saw that they delight in butchering peasants wholesale with the sort of person who quickly gets the party into trouble run out of town or worse or perhaps they're the wizard who always has half a dozen shambling rotting zombies around and delights in raising the victims of the player party regardless of the consequence this growing horde of fetid undead zombies has now that's not to say that a good player couldn't do something with these two concepts and others like them if they were clever but it takes a lot to pull these concepts off without them disrupting the game or just causing a hell of a lot of trouble for the player party. So before we go any further I've dug out my AD&D Orange Spine First Edition Player's Handbook and I thought I'd look at the definitions of evil in here and obviously we know that there is like a nine point alignment system in AD&D so I'm just going to look at lawful evil, neutral evil and chaotic evil. So the book says for lawful evil Creatures of this alignment are great respecters of laws and strict order, but life, beauty, truth, freedom and the like are held as valueless or at least scorned. By adhering to stringent discipline, those of lawful evil alignment hope to impose their yoke upon the world. Neutral evil. The neutral evil creature views laws and chaos as unnecessary considerations, for pure evil is all in all. Either might be used, but both are disdained as foolish clutter, useless and eventually bringing maximum evilness to the world. And finally, we have chaotic evil. The major precepts of this alignment are freedom, randomness and woe. Law and order, kindness and good deeds are disdained. Life has no value. By promoting chaos and evil, those of this alignment hope to bring themselves to positions of power, glory and prestige in a system ruled by individual caprice under their own whims. 
So to be honest, reading that, I can actually see where a lot of these stupid evil characters come from. So if you listen to that definition of chaotic evil, it makes it sound like, you know, you're the stereotypical mustachioed bond twirling villain. You don't care about the laws. You don't care about what the rest of the party are doing. You just care about your own whims and gaining more power for yourself. And whilst that might work for generic two-dimensional villain that you're facing in a game it doesn't really work well for a player character you might say well why is that well what kind of adventuring party worth their salt is going to want to have a person like that along and you might say oh yeah but it wouldn't be obvious i mean granted the the black armor and the skulls were a bit of a giveaway but it might not be obvious and yeah uh, a cunning player might keep that sort of under wraps for a bit but if you take that description of chaotic evil there you know someone is just out for their self and they'll do whatever they take to grab power it's not going to take the party long to realize that having this person along is more trouble than it's worth and they will soon divest themselves through whatever means seems applicable of this person because it's just going to get them into so much trouble so by now you might be thinking well it sounds like what you're saying is that you shouldn't really have evil pcs in a game job and to be honest by and large i probably wouldn't recommend it not that i'd outright ban it but i wouldn't recommend it purely because i think it does take a little bit of skill and a little bit of experience to pull off an evil character particularly if you're not in an all evil party i mean if you're in an all evil party and you're playing like a whole evil campaign that's a little bit more easier in my opinion and if you're going to do that i would recommend listening to the biggest geekers episode i discussed at the start of this broadcast i'll put a link in the description down below but if you're trying to play any get away with playing an evil character in another game you need to be a little bit cunning you basically your worth to the player party needs to overpower any negative effects they are getting from your evil doings so to go back to our example of the thief who really wants the the magic item let's say that thief is like stealing a few bits and pieces from npcs as you go through each town now as long as he's not getting caught all the time and it's not like and he's not stealing anything that's going to get him shot or hung or anything like that but he's actually really useful to the player party because he's finding all these traps in the dungeons he's hooking them up with thieves guild contacts and all that they might be like and he's not stealing anything from them they might be like yeah he's a bit like fingered occasionally things fall into his pocket but he's pretty handy in a tight squeeze and they probably won't see him as overtly evil likewise if you've got a cleric who's like worships some sort of evil god and you're like oh yeah okay yeah he does worship this strange god all these weird practices however his ability to command the undead proved pretty useful when we're exploring those tombs last month and he was able to turn the lich's forces against our enemy and keep them off our back and he's always been pretty handy with the spells and again he's never done anything to us he's always supported us they're probably going to overlook whatever quirky eccentricities this black-robed priest has. It's also been my experience that people we would tend to nowadays classify as evil in inverted commas seldom do stuff because they wake up in the morning and think, oh, 
I want to be evil today. They normally do things because they believe they're going to gain some benefit from it or it's going to advance their aims and goals in some way. It's only when those goals and the actions they take to get to them conflict with the rest of society that they get that label of evil slapped on them. So that is also something to bear in mind when you're playing an evil character. Don't just create a character and be like, yeah, I'm playing an evil character because I like black spiked armor, I like twirling my mustache, tying damsels to the railroad tracks and coming up with evil Bond-esque plans. Unless you're doing like a pastiche sort of fun game, in which case, yeah, you can be off the wall and crazy, go for your life. But in a normal sort of game, that's probably not really likely. If you're going to be playing an evil character, pick a, a goal or a set of aims for your evil character. Preferably aims and goals that don't immediately bring you into conflict with the rest of the party or cause you to get outed by the rest of the party and then pursue those goals. And instead of your evil coming off by the fact that you wear a monocle, a large top hat, and you twirl your moustache as you laugh evilly and spin your cane round. Let your evil come out in how ruthless you are at pursuing your goals. How you won't let things stand in your way. Potential moral quandaries that might cause other party members to delay or defer their actions. You will press straight through them. And then, although it might unsettle the rest of the party, and you know you might get a bit of fun role players, they're trying to sort of bring you around to their way of thinking. They're not immediately going to be, oh, this person is a danger to the player party, we need to get rid of them straight away, or turn them into the city watch, or whatever. So, there we are, there's a few thoughts on playing evil characters in D&D. From my perspective, like I say, as someone who's run quite a lot of D&D games, some with evil PCs, and many other games such as World of Darkness games that have definitely got a lot of evil PCs in. So, let me know, what do you think of evil PCs in games? Love them, hate them, not really bothered. If you want to be featured in a future voicemail episode on the audio version of the podcast, you can send us a voicemail to either SpeakPipe or Anchor. There'll be a link in the description down below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun. Oh, and take that stupid spiky black armor off.